Hallelujah. 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 You know, I, I just feel like crying. Because this is a small boy from Majengo, Narok. Behind St. Peter's Academy. Went to Lenana. Went to Lenana Primary School. Uh, became very naughty. And my father took me to a boarding school. And that's how I left Narok for a season. I stand as a living testament that there is a God in heaven. I say I stand as a living testament that there is a God in heaven who is not a respecter of man. I want to appreciate Rev Monka for hearing the voice of God. I honor you and your wife and your labors are not in vain. May God bless you. I want to appreciate my, I, I call him my big brother because I look up to him even how he dresses and this is Rev. Julian Kula I don't know what he saw in me and I saw my uh, when he called me to tell me I need to be in the first Rema Fest and he told me Apostle Joshua Selman is coming my mom called me and she's here and my father amen. amen and my mom called me because my mom knew the naughty boy she raised and my mom asked me what are you doing on that poster I said I don't know but I think God knows why I'm on Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to appreciate the fathers of this land. May this be the day that you will look at your labors and say it was not in vain. Fountain, Redeem Church. Fountain, Redeem Church. Um, uh, Ole, Ole, Oles. What is the name? The man of God. Ole Solonka. Bishop yes. Solonka. Bishop Solonka. Ole Solonka. You know, when I begin to mention names, some are looking at me funny. And they're asking, Pastor, you can't remember me. But allow me to appreciate all the fathers. I stand here because you preach the gospel in our day and we are the fruit of your labors in your old age look at us and be encouraged you may not have mega churches but you have mega sons and that's the greatest joy to all the pastors in the house I'm really honored to stand in your presence to share the gospel this may not be anything new 
But I know it's something you have preached and thank you for sitting and listening to me. To my mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Njoroge. This is the son you gave birth to. A living sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Rema Fest is about the word. Hallelujah. Amen. We can have our seats. Let us go to the Bible in the book of First Samuel. First Samuel. Samuel uh, from verse one. First uh, Samuel from verse one. We are going to read a couple of scriptures. And my 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 verse or the the the. The, the theme of my message will be possessing the gates. By the time I'm done with my sessions, that will be my key goal. And the Psalms that we are going to read possibly tomorrow is Psalms 24. Because the Asian gates of Narok must be lifted up. And the king of glory will enter. But before you come to Psalms 24, there are few events that happened. And I'm laying the foundation of what happened before the Psalms was written. First Samuel chapter 6. That it's about the ark. The Bible says, Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. Let's continue. And the Philistines called for the priest and the diviner saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to its place. So they said, If you send away the ark of God of Israel, do not send it empty. But by all means return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you will be healed and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Good for. Then they said, what is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, five golden tumors and five golden rats according to the number of the Lord of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your lords. Therefore you shall make image of your tumors and image of your rats that ravage the land and you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from you, from your gods and from your land. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts when he did mighty things among them? Did they not let the people go that they might depart? Now therefore make a new cart. Take two milk cows which have never been yoked and hitch the cow to the cart and take their calves home away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart and put the articles of gold which you are returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by its side. Then send it away and let it go. I want to talk this night about the proper way of handling his presence. 
The Bible begins by giving us a narrative about a backslidden Israel. They had abandoned the ways of the Lord. And at this particular time, there was war. And the Philistines came to attack Israel. Now we need to understand there is a difference between an enemy and an adversary. An enemy is a man or something that fights you seasonally. But an adversary is something that fights you perpetually. Meaning that every level you enter, they enter with you. And the, and the Philistines were beyond an enemy. They became a people that fought Israel in every level of their life. They are enemies that deal with you in a certain level. But they are enemies that are perpetually fighting you in every level. And I want to believe tonight will be an end of the battle of adversaries. Because the Lord is the one who breaks the bows of the enemy and the arrows of the enemy. And so the Bible says the Philistines arose and attacked the children of Israel. And the children of Israel lost the battle. Remember they were not serving the living God. Though the ark of God was in the camp, they did not have they did not have fellowship with that God. We live in a time where men have the presence of God, but they don't need the God of the presence. Remember, God called us into a relationship. God never called us into business. And so the ark of God was in Israel. The ark was a physical presence of the invisible God. But the people were not serving that God. And when they began to lose in battle, they carried the ark of the Lord. And they came with a shout. But they still lost the battle. Because the Lord cannot fight for a man that is not on his side. Allow me to bring the gospel tonight. Revival cannot come until there is a turning to the God of heaven. We are not here for blessings. We are here for fellowship. Listen, we don't go to swim to get wet. 
But you get wet automatically when you swim. We, we don't serve God for the blessings. We serve him for who he is. Whether he's blessing us or not. That is why the three Hebrew boys said. We know that he can save. But even if he does not save. We know he's a deliverer. He's not a deliverer because he has delivered me. He is a deliverer because he is a deliverer. They said we know he can deliver. But even if he does not deliver, we will still not bow because he does not change from being a deliverer because he never delivered us. I came to tell the church in Narok it's time to go to the Lord not because of what he can do but because of who he is that is why Paul writes and says I know whom I have believed he never said I know what I have believed you must come to a place of saying I know whom whom there is a there is a whom there is a whom when you don't know whom you have believed you will suffer in this life they carried the ark to the battle but the God that fights their battle was not in their midst we need to ask questions in this day how comes we are not seeing the God of our fathers I am tired of hearing about revivals that happen Gideon came and said we have heard of your works O God where is the God of our fathers listen to me church we can have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof they carried the ark but carrying the ark does not mean God is there. We can sing worship, but it's not there. We can build churches, but it's not there. We can give money, but it's not there. Because a holy God has a way he's handled. Not how we want. But how he has said. And the Bible says in the presence of the ark. Israel lost the battle. And not only did they lose the battle. They lost the ark. They lost the ark. The Philistines carried the ark. To the Philistine land. And they went and placed it in the temple of their gods. 
And the Bible says when they woke up in the morning, they found their God fallen worshiping the true living God. Because there is no other God in the heavens and under the earth. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Even the gods of our communities will bow. Oh, we are seeing young people going back to the cultures. Sacrificing under the mountains. I came to declare there is no other God. There is no other God. He is the King of Kings. They found their God fallen and without hands. They insisted they placed the ark again. The next time they found their God fallen without a head. It was a sign their God did not have ability and did not have head. And they found their God fallen. And then there were plagues all over Philistine's land. And they realized it is the presence of the ark. That is why we are suffering. And the Bible says they called diviners. And the priest of the Philistines. Lord Philistine. Oh, please turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, we never came to give wives and cars. We came to give you that which will give you eternal life. Hallelujah. I know revival meetings have been turned to. I see in seven days, khakis are coming away. No, that, that, that time is over. Please, if you need a car, join a circle and begin to save. If you need a house, please look for a good bank and begin to save. If Indians can afford it, if Muslims can afford it, then it is ordinary. You need to have something that they don't have. That is when you know you are a born again. We are not in the business of houses and cars. You need to enter where Peter entered. And he said, Such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, you must carry something that they don't have. And this is what we came to release. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So please bear with me. If I don't become your favorite pastor tonight. Please bear with me if I don't prophesy in the next seven days you'll drive a car. Please bear with me. But allow me to train you how to wage war in this realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so they, they discovered the ark is the problem. God is a father but is a consuming fire. It depends with how you approach him. 
He's a consuming fire. He's a judge. But he's also a father. How you handle him will depend with how he will reveal himself. Now listen, they took the ark. They said, let's get two cows. That are that have young ones. And let's make a cat. I'm cocotening. And place the ark on the cat. And if these cows go in the direction of Israel, we will know that the judgment is of the Lord. But if the, the cows go to their young ones, we will know that this is our own problem. Now remember the ark of God is on an ark. I mean on a cart. Because the world does not know how to handle him. The world does not understand the holy protocols of a holy God. They have no reverence of him. They can place him on a cart. It is sad that the church is also becoming casual with him. It is sad that the church is becoming casual with how they handle the ark. You read this story, you see the first place. The first place the ark entered. It was called Beth Shemeth. And the people opened the ark. 50,070 men died. Because they looked at the details of the ark. And no one was permitted to open the ark. And after that, the ark went to this town of Kiriath Jeraim. And, and there, it was taken in the house of Abinadab. And in that town, no man died. Because the Bible says they consecrated a man. They consecrated a man called Eliezer to handle the ark. The name consecrate means to set apart. Set apart for God by God. The handlers of the ark must be set apart. We cannot handle holy presence with defiled hands. We cannot handle holy power with compromised vessels. 
and in the, in the house of Abinadab, there was no death. Because when you are set apart for God, you have the sensitivity of handling God. I came to tell the church there is a sensitivity needed. Oh, there is a sensitivity. Some of us are too casual, even kneeling down is a problem. There is a sensitivity when you know the king of glory is in town. There is a sensitivity when you know the creator of the heavens and the earth is in the midst of the people. But when that sensitivity is lost, we handle him casually. And casual handling produces casualties. I came to release holy anger. How many will we bury with cancer if we serve the healer? How many, how many will we bury in diabetes if he's still in the house? One day the Lord asked me, Is it not a shame that on the front page of nation newspaper, you have names of bishops that have died because of COVID. And I'm sorry, I know we lost men. But he asked me, what will happen if science fails? Where will my children run to? Where will they go to? I am the Lord that healed their diseases. But there is a sensitivity that provokes my manifestation. I can be in the wedding of Cana. And know that the wine is over. But is anyone sensitive to know that I'm around? I know that I can change the service. Is anyone sensitive to handle me from a place of consecration. The day the message of holiness left the church, the holy power of God also left. The difference between the church and the political gathering during UDA and ODM, this stadium was full. Because you can mobilize men. What makes a difference is the presence of God. You can, you can fake tongues. 
You can fake worship. You can never fake his presence. When he shows up, you can't hold it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here were, this was God in the house of Abinadab. He was handled well. And then after that, we can look at 2 Samuel. Chapter 6. I hope you are following me. If, the, if there is anything I want to return in the church is the sensitivity of God. I am, I am tired of playing church. I am tired of playing prayers. I want to see the glory of God back. I want to see the healing power. I want to see the, 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 the cupboard of God filling sanctuaries again. One university has shaken Narok. One. The moral foundation of Narok has been shaken by one university. One university has made men open mega bars. Can the Lord raise one church that can counter whatever is happening in Narok? Just one. One that can manifest his glory. One that men can enter and encounter him. Just one. Is enough. One day, the Lord, one day I was in Mombasa. In a very expensive hotel. They gave me their food and it was not nice. And I walked out. And I found a kibanda. But their food was amazing. And the Lord told me. It's not in the building. It's in the service. It can be a Mabati church. But what are you offering? Men can walk out of their five bedrooms and drive in that Mabati church because it's not in the building. It's in the service. I say it's in the service. Oh, and when men are lifted, they will build the building. But a building without God is a social hall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He told me this is church. You can have all the lights. All the screens. All these things. But without my presence. You just have equipment. Look at our fathers. They didn't have these things. They will sing with a darama in a kesha. And they, they will sing from books. No praise and worship. 
And men will stay that Kesha the whole night crying to the living God. And they never had cars. There were no border borders. They will walk for kilometers. Because when you know there is something in the house, you are willing to pay the price. Now the ark stayed. Saul became king without the ark. Saul ruled for almost 40 years without the ark. Saul dies. David rises. Becomes the king. And he discovers, I cannot lead the people of God without the God of the people. He realized, I cannot lead this man without God. And David gathered men and had a good intention. To go and bring the ark of Yahweh back to Israel. Allow me to say this. Not every good intention is a God intention. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel. 30,000. David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim. Look at two. So they set the ark of God on and knew ah, Jesus. You go to Chronicles chapter number 1, 15, 1 Chronicles 15, you'll hear the Bible says, and David asked the man. He asked the man, if it is the will of God, let us go and get the ark of God. You, you don't ask men about God. You can only ask God about himself. And the man said, yes, we can go. This is my fear. We know revival is coming. But it is possible to have the move of men and not the move of God. There are three moves that can happen in a generation. The move of men. The early revivals were hijacked and it became about men. That's why they died. And you can have moves of men. The next one you can have the move of devils. Right now you go to the west, there is such a demonic move. They were even blaming Qatar. 
Qatar who are holding World Cup for not celebrating for not celebrating LGBTQ and I tell you a generation cannot stay without a move if God is not moving something is moving and that's why we have heard of revival it is here it is here but there is a pattern we cannot consult men about revival we can only consult God about what he's doing I love what Rev. Julian told me. He told me, please, let us not wait for God the way we saw our fathers encounter him. He said, how he moved in that generation might be different in our day. Can I surprise you? We might have a revival that, that, that the emphasis is not miracles. And the emphasis the word is called an Ezra revival. Where people gather to hear the word. It's not about how many walk from wheelchairs. It's, it's about deposits of Rema. So David said, let's go pick the ark. They went and placed the ark on a cart. How can the church handle God as the Philistines? How can men of God handle the living God as men that don't know God? There are things that came in our churches that are from Philistines. There are things that we know they are not of God. There is so much man-made effort to grow the church. Jesus said upon this rock I will build my church. He's the one building his church. There is so much. You know my young man they gave us concerts with all of us backslid. Beginning from those who are at the top because there is a pattern that brings souls to God. We can have our creativity but without that pattern. We can have men, men in church but no one is changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no revival without reformation. If you need the power of Paul, you must go to the patterns of Paul. And the Bible says they set the ark of 
gold on a new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzan Ahio, the son of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. They went ahead of it. Look, look at five. See what was happening in this meeting. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all the kinds of instruments of fear, wood, on the harps of the strings, instruments, and all. All that. Listen, this was a man-made revival. I wish you saw this meeting. They were dancing for the Lord. They were saying the Lord is with us. Finally, we are bringing the ark of God back to Israel. But God is looking at them and saying, how can you place me on a cart? We can master what makes church look like church. The Bible says they were singing and dancing. They had a man-made joy and atmosphere. But the true living God was not in their midst. It, this, I was reading this scripture in tears. And the Lord was telling me, cry for this revival lest you enter this level. Where, where people have studied former revivals and they are trying to create something that looks like it. Church in Narok. God. God has a way. He's handled. We can't force our way. Anytime we bring our creativity, he will leave us with our church, our mega churches, and all that. He will walk out. And the day, the day you will seek him diligently, he will show you the pattern. You know, before these lights began to light, there was an electrician that was doing the wiring. And as you can see, there is one side that is not lighting. I want to tell you, there is current. But there is a problem with a very simple pattern. Maybe one wire is disconnected. That is supposed to supply all this side. Now there is darkness. Because power follows a specific pattern. There will be darkness until we understand the pattern of God. It is not that there is no power. But there is a pattern that makes the power move. We can, we can have our man-made revival where people are dying and we are burying them and we are saying it's the will of God. Where we are cohabitating with curses and generational oppression. 
We, we are living with them. We don't care. We are living with them. Because what we have is a man-made revival. Verse 6 is not a very good verse. He says, and when they came to Nakon's threshing floor, Uza put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled. Look at seven. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uza, and God struck him there for his error and he died there by the ark of God. How can we die in the presence of the one that gives life? Can you go back here? There is a place called the threshing floor. Let me explain what it is. Tell your neighbor you came for Rema Fest. Ah, tell your neighbor here is about the word. Hallelujah. Listen, you can't come at night and I give you milk. You must take bones. This is sacrifice. Now what is a threshing floor? Naturally when you harvest there is a place you separate the wheat from the chaff. And, 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 and most of the times it's always a windy area. So that when 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 the when, when the wheat is blown, the chaff is taken away. There is a place where God brings the church to take away anything that never came from him. It is not a very comfortable place. But that is where revivals are birthed. When men reach a place and say, how can Uzzah die next to the ark? How can Uzzah die next to the ark? That is the time you stop looking at the crowds and look at God. The threshing floor is where the Lord now separated. And that is when he showed up and told them, I am not in your midst. And a man died in the presence. It is a paradox. Then the anger, look at eight. And I'll finish with eight. If we were doing a pastor's training, I would have explained why Uza died. Because in the tribe of Levi, Levi had three sons. There was Kohath, Gashon, Merari. And all of them were given different assignments. The work of Kohath was to carry the ark. Merari and Gashon 
carried the things of the temple, the, the, the tent. And they were given mikokoteni. This is to tell me Uza decided to do a work that he was not ordained to do. That is to tell me if I'm an apostle let me leave the prophets alone. Because when I begin to prophesy, I will be missing the pattern of operation. If, if, I'm, if I'm a pastor, let me stop calling myself an apostle. Because I might begin to do things that are not in my jurisdiction. And at that level, death comes in. Pastors, are we together? Listen, to all the pastors, there is always a certain grace that is relevant in a certain time. There is a time when all men were evangelists. It, it was the age of evangelist. Now we are moving to an apostolic age. So if you are an evangelist, please don't drop the name evangelist and call yourself apostle. Otherwise you will begin to fix the ark. But you are not ordained for that work. And that is how men kill ministries. Because you are becoming what you are not told to become. Right now everyone is calling himself prophet apostle. My spiritual father told me. The day the devil will look for prophets and apostles. And you are not one of them. He will ask you. Paul and Jesus we know. Who made you an apostle? And the kind of war. So this is not in titles. Is someone hearing me? Let's, let, I have 10 minutes. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 15. Uh, there is a senior bishop here, Bishop Dewey, all the way from Meru. He's here. From Word of Faith. Thank you, sir. This one is a, he's a father. I'm humble to preach when he's seated. He, he had a meeting and he said, let me finish and go and listen to that young man. So I know theology is on check. David built a house for himself in the city of David and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Look at two. We are almost finishing, by the way. Are you learning something? Okay, thank you. Then David said, no one may carry the ark of God. No one may carry the ark of God, but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and to minister before him forever. And David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared. Now, after Uzzah died, David got the pattern of how to handle the ark. He, he's now organizing the real revival. 
And, and he's taking Israel over the pattern. He's telling them, guys, no one may carry the ark unless he's a Levite. Unless he's a Levite. And how did the Levites carry this ark? On their shoulders. Oh, Jesus. The ark, the presence is not light. There must be a shoulder that is ready to bear the weight of the ark. There is a generation that wants the power, but how big are your shoulders? The Bible says, unto us a child is born. There is no mention of shoulders. A child is a burden to a father. As long as you are a child, you are a liability to heaven. But unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. When you become a son, you become an asset of God. God can trust you with burdens. The church needs to grow up because revival is a burden. The early church Men sold everything to bear the burden of the gospel. Is there a generation that has shoulders that can bear the weight of the ark? Oh, the glory, the name glory has the name weight. That's why we say let the weight of your glory. The glory does not come until they are shoulders to handle the weight. I know we are the generation of collecting, collecting and receiving. But the Lord, the Lord is looking for shoulders. There is a way I am carried. You can't release my weight on a cart. If you cannot bear the weight of the ark, you have no authority carrying me. There must be a burden to bear him. There must be a burden to bear him. There must be a burden to bear him. Revival is about the burden of God. It is about the weight of the ark coming upon the shoulders of men that have been set apart. I came to declare over narrow. May the Lord raise men that can bear the weight of the ark. People that are saying, Father, in my days in Narok, let me be remembered for bearing the weight of the ark. There is a generation that matters. Arise. Sons are arising. Sons are arising. Unto us a child is born. But unto us a son is given. Are there shoulders that can bear a 
government are their shoulders that can bear the authority Narok cannot change until men surrender their shoulders and come and say Lord whatever you want to do in my generation I surrender my shoulders I am ready to bear the burden there is a burden of prayer there is a burden of finances revivals are not cheap are there people that can go where the first church entered and they said Lord we are not even tithing we are not even giving a tithe we want to give ourselves and give our all because we are ready to bear the burden if God finds a man that is ready to bear the burden we will begin to see possibilities the Bible says when they were crossing the Jordan it was the Levites with the ark that took the front row when they stepped the Jordan the Jordan opened up men that bear the ark will make a way where there is no way they will usher generation into the place of their destiny may the Lord raise tonight men that are ready to bear the ark Listen, look, look at 6 verse 8. I came to release the burden of God over your life. 2 Samuel 6 verse 8. Without the burden of God, narrow cannot change. You saw men are going live on TV saying they are Freemasons. People are not afraid of their kingdom. They are ready to bear the burden of being criticized. But market their stuff on TV. Can people rise and say, Lord, I'm ready? Look at nine. David became angry because of the Lord outcast Genesis and he called the name of that place Perez Uza to this day. Look at nine. Jesus 6 9. Go to the next verse. David was afraid that day. And he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? Jesus. The whole journey was not to bring the ark to Israel. It was to bring the ark to me. Are there people that are too hungry for God? Please, let me give you the example. David conquered a city. He, call, he called it the city of David. In that city, he prepared a tent. And he prepared a place for the ark. Are we going to have men that can conquer businesses but still have a place for the ark of Yahweh? Are we going to have men that in their houses there is a place for the ark? You don't need to come to church to encounter God. 
Your bedroom can become an open portal, a place of divine encounters. I came to charge you. You need to prepare a place for the ark. Oh Jesus. Some of you lost their prayer life. The tent is empty. You know you used to wake up at four. But today the tent is empty. Because the ark is not there. Some of us the burden of Zion disappeared. May this be the night to receive a fresh fire. Watch how sick When you sick wa kupata ufufuo. Kabla tuonge kuhusu revival. Lawacha revival yanze na wewe. Walioacha sehemu ya maombi. Usiku wa leo. Wacha warejeshwe. Mandiko yanasema. Daudi akaeka hema. Na akasema hii ndio sehemu ambayo nitakayoleta the ark of the lord usiku wa leo lazima tutengeneze hema tayari kuleta the ark of the lord tutatengeneza hema ndani ya biashara zetu tutatengeneza hema ndani ya manyumba yetu tutatengeneza hema ndani ya mashule yetu tutatengeneza hema ndani ya kaunti ya narok lazima hema tengenezwe lazima hema itengenezwe na kuinuke kizazi ambacho kiko tayari kubeba uzito wa the ark naro kaitabadilika kama tuna hema katika nyumba zetu usiku wa leo nimekuja kuachilia mziko ndani ya mioyo ya watu nimekuja kuwaita waombezi walioacha karama zao walioacha tuma sao walioacha Kristo waliotoka katika njia za Bwana usiku wa leo is a night of a personal revival a personal revival a personal revival listen we can't take it outside if we have not encountered it I, I am this is what I'm keep I keep on hearing restoration you know that you know you are not operating from the level you used to operate the first people to be attacked in any city are men and women of prayer <sighs> The first people to be attacked. First, first people to be attacked in a family. Are men and women of prayer. This town was not born by anything. Narok is known for prayer. And even the fathers will tell you the churches that are standing they are standing because of prayer because there is a spirit that kills churches in this town and I sense in the spirit there is a grace of prayer 
that is about to be released tonight. Some of you, you have fought, you left the place of prayer. You know yourselves. Some of you used to prophesy, your mouth was silenced. Where, where fire existed, now there is ash. And out of that ash, there are losses. The Lord is saying tonight, I am releasing the fresh fire. The womb of prayer will open up. He's saying, I am calling my warriors back. He's saying, these are the warriors of prayer. The gatekeepers of the city. I am calling them back. And I'm hearing this word. Some of you, you left the place of prayer because of warfare. You prayed and nothing was happening. And you decided to quit that area. As I'm speaking right now, the Holy Ghost is already setting men on fire. If you are there wherever you are, there can never be revival until there is a cry from earth. Our schools can never change. Our families can never change until there are men of prayer rising again. I want to declare tonight. Inachiliwa upia Moto wa maombi Unachiliwa upia Jesus Just lift up your hands to heaven Hold on Listen to me I feel it heavily in my belly this is exactly what is going to happen. Some of you will begin to feel fire in their bellies. Three things are about to happen in this atmosphere. The first thing, every womb of prayer that has been attacked with barrenness, wombs of prayer that were attacked with some of those wombs were supposed to deliver families. They were supposed to break the yokes of the devil. But there was an attack at this hour. In the name of Jesus, let every barren womb open up. Let every barren womb open up. Let the fire of God be released now upon that womb in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, barren wombs, they are opening, they are opening, they are opening in the name of Jesus. Second group, you are, you are a man and a woman of prayer. You have abandoned your altar of prayer. You no longer pray as you used to pray. And now you are life and life of the people that were connected to the altar of your prayer. I in chaos. 
People that used to wake up at three. People that will wake up at four. People that used to fast for days to hear the voice of the Lord. And you lost that pattern. Wherever you are, I release a fresh fire. I release a fresh fire. Take it right now. Take it right now. Take it right now. Take it right now. Receive in the name of Jesus. There is a release of the anointing of prayer. On this first day, the womb of prayer is opening. The final group, there are people receiving an impartation of prayer. You are not very consistent in prayer. But there is an impartation coming. There is an impartation coming. Oh Jesus, Manu just come. Something is about to be released here. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing. On the first day, I want to open the wombs of prayer. Because no, no other business can continue until men have opened up in the realms of prayer. No miracle can happen in this meeting until the hearts of men are open. Out of my belly, somebody just lift up your hands to Zion. There is an impartation happening right now. Tayari kupokea the ark of the Lord. Kuna urejesho. Rivers of living words. Somebody just lift up your hands. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just open up your mouth. Begin to pray in the spirit. Sakataya mandoza bakata. Pelamina kompeledia sabaya. Rekatola dia shapaya. Zekende bedelo sadiba. Rakopania. Zekatala makotaya. Lepeketola bia. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Kala. Sando lebranila. Panomania. Ezende preketosa. Maso kataya. Beloria. Imprascope, Pelonia la Baya, Saflo, Rivers of Living, just lift up your hands out of my penny. Oh God, Saflo.
this night you'll just want to have one prayer leave me on the altar with my father leave me at the altar with my father oh leave me at the altar with my father may this be your prayer to the place of encounters place of divine possibilities your prayer life is coming back may this be the cry may this be the cry of your spirit leave me at the altar leave me at the altar with my father There is a new fire burning in your spirit tonight. The fire on God's altar in your heart is burning afresh tonight. Give him thanks. Just worship him for a few more seconds. You are in this place, but the fire is burning in your church. You are in this place, but the fire is burning in your home. You are in this place, but things are changing in your workplace. You are here tonight, but everything about you is turning around. Sing it some more, brother. 